listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. For a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I'm the man of the hour, the man with the power. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Journey into I'm your host, Brando. This week, joining me, of course, as always, is my co-host, Nate. How's it going today, buddy? That was amazing. <laughs> you had longevity within your eye. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, we talked about last time that we were going to wait once again to Tuesday to record this. Um, kind of weird because, like, last time it was a necessity of time, and this time it was like, let's wait because then we can, you know, kind of review and be kind of, like, up to date. And it's a really good thing that we did because a lot of stuff kind of went down uh, within the last few days and, and news-wise. Um, Hell, within the last 24 I hours. No, man, I know. And, of course, if you're just listening to us this week, Monday was the 25th anniversary of Raw. Henceforth, like, whoa! Henceforth, the, like, the theme for this week's episode Um we're we're all raw based. I, I you know I even went through the 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 like I I almost said trouble, but it really was no trouble at all because I do enjoy creating. But I made you wait uh, just to make a little bit of a kind of a raw mockery logo of Journey into Wrestling just for this episode. I thought it'd be really cool to throw that up there. Um, I I literally tried to I basically did try to do the best I could to like take this aspect, take that aspect, try to guess what that font is. And then just use whatever one I had. So, uh, but I made it, and and uh, it's just like it's not bad for about fifteen to twenty minutes of work while I was also simultaneously doing something else and trying to hug my son, who continuously runs away from me whenever I try to hug him, even though he asked me for a hug. He goes, "Daddy, hug." I'm like, "Fine, okay, give me a hug." No, hug, mama. <laughs> like you turd. Weird. He, he's going through this phase. I mean, he definitely is such a mama's boy, and that's fine. Um. But then, like, he teases me. He, like, he, he does this. He plays with my heartstrings just a little bit. But uh, what really played with my heartstrings was a Monday Night Raw 25th anniversary. Nate, I got to I gotta Dude, be honest with you. I didn't like the show. Me neither. I would, uh, if we were doing Russell Talk, they, I would rate this a poor show. Uh, there's a lot of things I take issue with. I feel like the first half hour of the show is like lightning fucking hot and then they just fumbled the rest of the show there were so many missed opportunities so many angles they just weekly last second threw together just like uh, well um we have all these guys that we said we're gonna have on the show what well now what the fuck do we do with them 
oh shit, well, might as well just make one big giant poker segment. That's the best way to feature all these guys that really helped elevate the company in their careers, you know? Okay, so I I take issue with some stuff. Like as you said, I thought that almost the first hour of the show was you know was pretty good. And then it's sort of like deflated after that. And um, was it just me, or did you notice that when they showed a legend backstage, they were playing his music over the loudspeakers? You know, it seemed that way to me, too. The, the couple things I want to mention, watching this, I was watching on the iPad through the DirecTV app because we don't have cable at the house, so that when I really want to watch Raw, I typically tune in that way. And sometimes the app freezes or it like glitches a couple seconds, and then I miss some shit. So for the most part, like I got, I got a lot of things. But for this segment, I don't think I noticed, or if it happened, it might have been while there was some glitching going okay, on. Okay, because they did it during the backstage segment with Angle and everybody coming in. They, they, they... Uh, Oh, yeah, they were playing everybody's and themes. And then they did it when they showed the APA playing cards. They're playing the APA theme. Uh, I just, I didn't like it. I'm like, who? they never do that. You don't. And then they did it when they showed the Godfather. They're playing the whole Godfather thing. See, the thing is, they, I don't have cable either. So guess how I watched it? How'd you well, watch it? Number one, I have a smartphone. Okay. okay. So uh, I do believe it's on Apple devices as well. Uh, it, but it's on smartphone, and the only um, thing that I could watch it on the, on the TV with was the Xbox One, and that is YouTube TV. And I got a free seven-day trial of YouTube TV just, just to watch, to watch this. And then, of course, maybe if I we get done here in enough time, maybe I could tune into SmackDown see what's going on uh, over there. Oh, maybe, oh, I don't know, nice. because I also want to play that Batman game because I haven't got a chance to play it again since we talked on Journey to Comics. But... All right, Nate, so the the show starts off with Stephanie and Shane in the ring. They're not really, uh, you know, the, they're not storyline feuding here. They're they're here to, to honor the show, and they bring their dad out. They bring Vince, the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> Huge pop. Yeah, big pop for Vince, and usually there always is when he and comes back after a long hiatus. Barclays, Barclays Center is lightning hot when this all is happening, and I wrote down... They're, they were singing along to the No Chance in Hell specifically, which in unison sounded so fucking cool. Uh, and the, when they first, the, like the very start of this segment, Vince comes out, you know, they do the hug or whatever. Vince said to Stephanie, and I really didn't understand the line, watch my nose. Like he just like said it to her, not like on the mic, but like when they went in for the hug, I don't know if she accidentally like popped him in the nose or some shit. I'll have to go back and rewatch. But I read his lips. He says, watch my nose. And then, of course, he was talking about smelling the roses. But anyways, Brando, sorry, I didn't mean to really cut you off there and derail the No, thought. man. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool because then they kind of, like, take it in, and then Vince kind of turns heel mid-promo on on the crowd. And, and it, you know, basically he's being very selfless. And, of course, of course, uh, that brings out the one and only Rattlesnake. Stone Cold comes out to confront his old boss once again. And we get a pretty... They did. Austin didn't talk. He didn't grab the mic. He didn't say any of his. He didn't. And you, and you really could have. You could have drugged this segment out for another twenty to thirty minutes just by having him Dude, talk. Cr- You're right, but the crowd did the talking for him. I think that was the best part about Stone Cold's appearance. He didn't need to talk because they did it for him. The crowd chanting "asshole" right before the glass shattered 
Like, literally, it was like the whole crowd was red hot chanting asshole, and then boom, the glass shatters, Austin comes out. Pop, uh, huge you know, pop for Vince Austin. Vince keeps talking with the... Yeah, and a gigantic pop for Austin. And Vince is just chattering away. The crowd's wadding him every couple seconds. He's trying to explain that he's senior Vince now. He's a member. <laughs> Lives in a retirement He's home. a member of the AARP. He's got heart murmurs. <laughs> he's basically trying to, like, talk his way out of getting a stunner. And then he says, well, you know, Shane's in his prime. He's in his 40s. <laughs> He'd been jumping off hell in the cell. Take him. He's good. Of course, Austin obliges, hits him with the stunner. There's some, uh, maybe there's going to be a Steve Weiser shared with Vince here. Looks like there might be a beautiful moment. They got the, you know, you almost half expect it to not even be the first drink before he gets the yeah. stunner. But, uh, you know, Stone Cold played it down a little bit. And then finally, uh, you know, there was some stun his ass chance going on in the crowd. And then boom, stunner. It was awesome moment. Yeah. And then uh, coming out of this, does that take us to the women's match, to the uh, eight, eight women tag? Yeah, I mean, one thing to note, uh, Austin stunned Shane a second time. Oh, yeah, time. yeah, yeah. He handed him the beer and then stunned him anyways, which was fucking comedy gold for that purpose. But, yes, next up is the eight-woman ta- uh, tag match. <clears throat> Paige is out at ringside, but she ain't wrestling no, no. more. Um, so. If there's one thing that I noticed, it's the first Raw I've actually watched live in a while. A lot of freaking commercial breaks. Oh, man, too many. Holy crap. You only get about an hour and 45 minutes worth of actual action. Well, I mean, this show didn't have a whole lot of that anyway. Um, True. uh, Which leads me to my my problem because um, they went back and forth from this to the, the Manhattan Center. Which was doing the viewing party. But those people paid eight hundred to a thousand dollars for those tickets for the viewing for party. The Manhattan Center, and okay, so here's the thing, guys. I want to debut a new segment. And I'm doing it right now because I just can't get around this stuff any longer. Okay, I'm debuting a new segment called Rebooking with Brando, where I take something, uh, either either take a show or take a, a storyline or take take this show. I'm gonna rebook this show right here, right now. Awesome. All right. Oh, I All can't right. wait All to right. hear right. it. So, Nate, we have two locations. Sure. Okay, we we have we we have the Barclays Center. We have the Manhattan Center. Okay, WrestleMania two. WrestleMania two. WrestleMania two. Sorry, I had a bunch of sneezes in my throat. I didn't mean well, to. I mean, bless you. Um, really hope you feel better going forward here. Um, but okay. So I'm trying to remember. Um, was the IC title match after the eight o'clock hour? Okay, so here's what I've got in the notes. You got the Absolution yep, Fatal yep, Four Way yep, match yep. with obviously. Okay, then you got the little Kurt segment. Uh, they did the Undertaker package at 7:49. Okay. Then the Undertaker the Undertaker segment happened next in the in the center, right? And 25 years of terror, blah blah blah, teasing all that shit. He doesn't really say anything. He doesn't really hype that anything's gonna happen. I was really expecting uh, John Cena's music to hit right here, Brando. I was waiting on it. Like I was like, hey, when's Cena's music going to hit? This is the perfect opportunity, and of course it didn't. But then, uh, yeah, at uh looks like, what do I have here? 8.05 is officially when they started the IC title Okay, match. so what I would have done, restructured the first hour of the show where the entire first hour is at Barclays, and we move the taker segment. We're going to shorten, since the Austin thing, uh, he doesn't talk, we're going to shorten the women's match just a little bit. 
So that way we give Miz and Roman more time because that's going to close out the first hour. Do you maybe rebook uh, this eight-woman match? And I know you're trying to feature everybody, but do you maybe book it as like a six-pack or like a three-on-three type thing to just get a, like a little less chaos going into the end of the first um, hour? Basically what I'm doing is that I'm after the women's match, we're going to go to break. We're going to do they were there and we're in the Kurt segment. And then we're going to do the Roman Miz match. We're going to move the breaks around to where that way it works out to where the Roman Miz match ends the first hour. And then we take her. And then the entire second hour is over at the Manhattan Center. Ooh. We don't go back to Barclays Center until add till the third hour. Um uh, we're this allows us to feature more at the Manhattan Center than what they got. We 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 kick it off with the taker segment. We go to break. We come back with Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy. Okay, so they get a segment, and then you can. Uh, I know they had uh, during that second hour was the Elias Cena thing, Peep Show. Oh, thing. oh yeah, okay, the Peep Show thing. Um, also Jericho's in there somewhere because that happens before the Elias Cena thing, right? Uh, so we're gonna mix and mash stuff around to where the whole second hour, there's stuff going on at the Manhattan Center. And we're not we're not going back and forth and doing this crap. And you close out you, I, I I they closed out the last part of the third hour before going to break into coming back to the they they had this little the DX reunion, and then you had uh like you know the Bowder Club come out and the Bowder Club had like a thirty second match with the Revival, literally blink and you miss it, and then they beat up on the Revival. Well, that's going to close out hour two. <clears throat> Okay. okay, we're gonna have a whole. Basically, what I'm going to do is is try to book an old school Raw segment, like book that one hour Raw in the middle of the show. Book awesome. an hour, book an hour, and book an hour. Do none of this back and forth stuff where those guys at the Manhattan Center have to sit there and watch something for 40 minutes, then come back and they get a segment. Yeah. It doesn't really seem fair. No. Uh, I will say they got some cool shit, though. I don't know if you saw, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened after the cameras went off and Miz came over to the thing and Rollins came over. And, you know, I think they tried to make up for it a little bit with the experience. But honestly, Brando, listen, I, I don't have this kind of money. I just want to say this one thing real quick. I might not have this kind of money, but for the experience to sit in that arena <clears throat> to get that ring... And the whole overall experience, just to almost be reliving, you know, 1993, it would it would be worth that price for me. Uh, did they miss book? Absolutely. But let's keep going with what you got. I no, can't wait. You know, I, okay, so AJ is there. AJ just does a backstage segment. You know, why not utilize AJ in a match? You know? Uh, yes. Because I didn't really feel like their nostalgia booking here was that great. It... It really no. wasn't, and so I would. Also, did they tease the NWO or say the NWO was going to appear and then just Hall appeared? Nash couldn't make it. Uh, Nash had knee surgery and was saying that he couldn't fly yet, so he had to back out. So only Hall showed up. Um, Damn. So yeah, I mean, it is uh, what it is. But we did get, um, yeah, like the DX reunion. I like some of that stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of jumping around it, like in the show a little bit. I, I I like some of the banter, which that's always funny. Um, I like how Sean kept trying to bring up like stuff that he probably wouldn't talk about now. 
Yeah. And then you know, Trips is trying to like tell him, no, 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 we can't talk about that. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, but do you remember that one time we wore the Santa yeah. hats? <laughs> and then um, I like when Sean got frustrated. He goes, dang, I used to be the boss of this group. Now you're the boss of everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um, absolutely and then they, brought, they brought the outlaws out does it bug you that yes I already know what you're going to ask but the answer is yes does it bug Go ahead. you that road dog doesn't say your ass better call somebody but calls <laughs> Billy Gunn badass Billy G- badass he still Billy says Gunn. ass yes the answer yes exactly thank you Brandon brought up a point I was going to bring up on the show. Thank it you so much. It doesn't make any sense I to me. I get so... Okay, growing up, I'm a big mark for the New Age Outlaws, so... Oh, you didn't know? Down, 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 down. Your ass better go, somebody... You know, that shit, like... When that went off, when I was a kid, I would go fucking ballistic and be stoked. So now, when it doesn't quite hit that note, I'm like, you fake-ass, bitch-ass, motherfucking liar. That's not what you used to say. And then he's like, the badass Billy Gunn. And I was like, no! If you're not gonna say it in the intro, you don't get to say it here, road dog. It's not it's not how this game works well, anymore, my friend. And it would work if he censored himself that time, too. Because... uh Back in the day, he used to like be, he goes, the road dog Jesse Dames, the B-A, double D, A, double crooked letter. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he used to spell it out. That was awesome, too. And, uh, you know, why did they bring Pac out like almost last? That was like kind of a backwards thing because it was a dip in the, because no offense to Pac, and he got a great pop. The one, two, three chant was beautiful. Having him here there in the Manhattan Center was a cool moment. And, of course, also having Razor right there alongside of him, introduced as Razor and not as Scott Hall, which was kind of cool. Uh, but it just, like, his mic skills have never really developed that much, so he just has, like, a couple, like, chain smoker voice one-liners, and then that's it for, for Pac. He should have been before the Outlaws and then introduced the Outlaws. That was my thinking. But did you, Okay, so do you remember Xbox used to have his own variation of the DX theme? Yeah. And then they just played the regular DX theme? Yeah, that's weird. Is there a reason? I don't know. I'm just I'm putting that out. Like I was expecting it to go. Blah, 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 blah. And it one I turn the dots in my mind. I keep on rocking the bottom line. You know, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know why I know that, right? No. Because who had all the ruthless aggression anthology music shit? Oh, always Preston. Preston. So. Every time we hung out together, we would jam different stuff, and and I liked the Xbox theme when I, I was remember a kid, so of course Preston I fucking jammed really it. really digging the Val Venus theme. Oh, the horn? Like the saxophone? Like the porn music? Yeah. And then just being like, you know, um, him telling his mom he liked it or something, and I'm like, in my back of my head, I'm like, they don't know it's porn music. <laughs> Yeah, like they're not catching that like it's. He was, they're missing the reference. I I just I just don't like it's it's funny because the kind of stuff that we watched when we were kids they won't even allow on TV now. Oh Jesus, like, no! You couldn't. Okay, any any segment with Sable now, not a fucking chance. None. Sable and Mark Marrow segment, no way in hell. It's not happening. Yeah, well, like. I was going to bring up, like, the 
like the Val Venus um, like little segments that he would do where he's like saving. Ooh, pee pee choppy choppy. Well, there's that one, of course. But like, like it would be like like the little film thing, of like them on the set, and he's like, "I'm on the set of my new film." Shit. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's <laughs> privates. <laughs> oh God, I remember that too. Hello, ladies. <laughs> and he he'd always have some <laughs> weird sexual in, uh, like innuendo joke to say. It's like that was a great Sean Morley. Impersonation. You see the big Valboski. It's kind of like a Timex watch. I take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You do a great Sean Morley. Seriously, that, I was actually quite impressed. And the thing that, again, since we do the the video record now, I get to see your face. You you actually did like the little like the little thumb his lick little thing. like well, yeah the little thumb lick thing. I was you just were spot on. You do spot on impersonations that no one ever sees. It's damn frustrating. Well, see, sometimes. the thing is, is that that's how I get into it. That's how I. I it's the motion. It's the face. You know, or yeah, whatever. Um, try. That's how I try to get the voice better. Because uh, I've never, ever attempted to do Valvinus like ever. I've never practiced. Well, you were on it, other than being a kid, you know, like just. Uh, and, and, hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Never tried. Uh, Brando, what? What? I, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this. I don't think there are very many of them. But favorite moments from Raw twenty five. I mean, I really the segment with Austin and and McMahon's like, that's it. Like, I like I loved the Miz winning the IC title though. That's great. He's right behind Jericho now for most IC titles. I really dug the segment with Kurt where they brought in the everybody, uh, and I I have a list of everybody yeah, brought out. Well, it was Harvey. Well, first it was um, yep. No, first it was Coach, Coach, uh, Coach, yep. and then, then and Harvey Whippleman, Brawler, and then. Teddy Long. Teddy Long, and then Brother Love. The Brother Love thing. And then Boogie Man. Yeah, well, yeah, Boogie, but Brother Love cracked me up because he's coming in, and he's like, oh, it's so good to see everybody. Hello, brother. He said, um, Brother Whippleman. Brother Whippleman. Brother, br- brother Brooklyn. Brother you <laughs> like he didn't know who coachman was <laughs> that cracked me up that r- something to wrestle with is going to have a, an awesome field day with that of course he has heavy support so it was awesome to see him and he got a huge yeah pop. oh yeah man well, pritchard got a huge uh, friday the uh, pritchard uh, the live pritchard show was at the barclay center oh if you that's bought a awesome. ticket to go see the nets you also got a ticket to see something to wrestle with live that's badass. And, I can't wait to hear well, that. Well, they don't record them. They never oh, record. what? When they go live, they, they never don't. never record the live shows. You, they, you can only get the live show if you buy the ticket. And they talk about stuff they can't talk about on air. Oh, wow. That's cool. We should go to that sometime. I would That'd love to. Cool the, uh, I believe he's the next ones are, he's, he's got one in Philly. That's the same weekend as, uh, it's going to be uh, two, it's going to be two for one. Uh it's going to be something to wrestle with live and the Jake, Jake, the snake one man show at the, uh, ECW arena. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jake's doing comedy, uh, well, right? It's kind of like a comedy, just one man talking thing. You know, he, he tells stories and all that kind of stuff. 
Dude, one thing I want to mention real quick from the Kurt segment that they did the backstage, you know, Boogeyman came out last. And I will say Kurt was staring him down while he was eating those worms with nothing but love and adulation. Just like, this is the coolest shit I have ever got to witness in my own real life ever. And then he was like looking at the worms. Like Kurt Angle's just like, oh my God, this dude is nuts. Kurt didn't cross paths with Boogeyman in their times, I don't mm, think. No, I mean, they were uh, they were on the same brand at one point, but other than that. Never really did anything, no, ever. I don't remember. Like, Wasn't so. Boogeyman's finish just like a slam? I think so, yeah. Weak finish. Weak finish. This Raw is weak, Brandon. I'm not happy with it because they really... Uh, I say that I wanted to talk about this later too when we get to the Rumble stuff, but they really fumbled the ball here at Raw 25. So many opportunities to book things for the future. There's one thing that comes out of this: Roman losing the IC title solidified him winning the Rumble. I think, which is insanity. Not the fact that he could win, okay, but the fact that they're in Philly again. This. And they think they can well, do it. <laughs> and Philly is the building that booed him the fuck out the year that he won. And they booed The Rock. Yeah. Okay? I'm just saying, you don't need to have Roman win the fucking Rumble to have him face Lesnar. You don't. No, you don't. At all. It. And now with the Shield essentially split up, I mean... You can give Roman his own fucking war path. I mean, fucking make Braun Strowman win the Rumble, right? And then have Roman come and get his vengeance from last year. Like, no, I'm going to be the motherfucker that goes and beats Brock Lesnar, not you. You've already had your shot a couple times over, God you know. Damn. And yeah, you didn't. And yeah, you didn't take the pin. Kane took the pin. I'm predicting that at the Rumble. But anyways, uh, I I watched this thing on the network. Uh, that had like their top 25 moments. Did you watch that or no. anything? Okay, so I'm watching and it's like 2.30 in the morning and curiosity's peaked me, but I'm so tired I can barely keep my fucking eyes open. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll try my best. I'll try to stay awake for the whole list. Spots 25 to like 10 get counted down. No CM Punk whatsoever. And I'm like, he's not going to make this fucking list at all. There's no way. They're just going to avoid CM Punk. And I don't know how you can do that. It's a travesty. Lo and behold, the number two top moment of all time was Punk's pipe bomb. Awesome. Only behind Austin's uh, Zamboni, I think, or the beer truck, one of the two. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, so it was cool to see Punk actually kind of get a little bit of recognition there when really he didn't in anything else. Obviously, somebody who helped shape a decent chunk of Raw you know, while he was there, so... Uh, to not be featured there, and also I wanted to mention this: there in their little thing that they did, their little vignette of all the cool moments of Raw that they played right after the show started. They actually featured a match with Chris Benoit, although they did not show him the Angle Cage. Yep, yep. I was actually shocked they they put that footage in there. Uh, well, they they were careful about it. <laughs> Ridiculously uh, also, careful. Yes, uh, absolutely. Also, Trips name drop China, too. So, which was awesome. Ninth wonder of the world, now, China. Uh, when he said that, Kate looked at me and she goes, "Is she there?" Uh, she's and dead. Kinda, <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I just she, gave her a look and she, went, "She's dead." She goes, "Oh, 
she was a victim of 2016. Mm-hmm. You know, keep talking, Brandon. Keep going on this real quick, okay? Just uh, tell me some of your favorite all-time moments of Raw history. Oh, man, some of my favorite all-time Raw moments. All right, so some now this is going back, guys. Um, I started watching Raw at a more earlier stage than what Nate did, and one of my favorite moments was I'm going to wait till Nate hears it because now he's back. Yeah, sorry, I had to get the door. Oh, it's fine. I actually started like just explaining it. That I watched oh, cool. Raw. I, I was watching Raw before you had started watching Raw. So one of my earliest favorite moments was Bret Hart versus the One Two Three Kid. From it was a June episode of Monday Night Raw. That match, Nate, 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 Nate. Yes, sir. We're gonna find out what day that match was, or which one that is. You'll be able to find it on the network. Go to like. Go to Raw ninety four. Go to June, and you'll see it. Like they'll they'll definitely highlight it. Because I yes. I rewatched it like two years ago. Whole oh, man, it's a it it is one of the um, first like what you could consider like best matches of Raw by far. Uh, did one two three almost get over in that? Oh, match? dude, Brett kind of worked a more heel style, like to, oh. and then just beat him well, up style. I mean, like Brett, they were both baby faces, but Brett was being a little bit more aggressive. So then, uh, gotcha. so, so that the so that kid could sell, and then it 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 was just awesome. And uh, the match is called by Jr. and uh, and and uh, Macho, and both of them giving a standing. They give him a standing ovation after. It was, it was pretty cool. So man, going forward, I remember. Fader attacking Gorilla Monsoon. Okay, that's a cool moment. Vader, in 1996, uh, they Vader came in hurt. And one way to get him out was to suspend him, and they beat up Gorilla. And, of course, Gorilla, a legend, you know, getting beat up by Vader, got, got him some heat. But then the interim president of WWF, in his absence, was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Piper set up the Iron Man match in 96 at WrestleMania 12. Um, I'm just going to work my way through some of my favorite moments. Oh, easily. Brett turns heel. The promo that we featured in the... uh, Yeah, the promo. uh, I love that moment. And also, one of the moments I love uh, right after that is... uh, I don't don't think it's the same show. It might be. I mean, I'd have to double-check, but... Bulldog and Owen had kind of been feuding ever since they were in the finals of the European tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh they were they, they weren't getting along and they but they were tag champs, I think. Either that or they had lost them in that and that was kind of a, a point of tension. I don't think they did though. But during the match, the match kind of like like devolved a little bit and Brett came down to break up the like like, like their scuffle, their like like their fight. And Brett basically talk sense into him, you know, basically saying like, you know, like, like, look, look what these people like, like, like did to us. They pushed us apart, you know, and then like, um, they all hug in the like, like in the ring, you know, and Bulldog is like, you know, trying to like, he's like rubbing the back of Owen's head and Owen's fucking crying and like 
Brett just gives this devious look into the camera. Like he sells the anger. Well, yeah. He, he's almost like, you know, that's right. I got my family back now, you know, and it's like he played such such a good villain. He said that Owen in the, he said in his book Owen almost cracked him up when he started crying because <laughs> he was like, "Oh shit, well, this guy!" Because it was just the way that Owen, Owen was like sobbing. He was like, "Dude, no man, I know." <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> <laughs> got him really good. Um, That's and awesome. And of course, uh, Austin stuns McMahon um, first time. Uh, Cactus making his debut. Against Triple H, great yeah. moment. A lot of great moments in '97, and then of course Austin Tyson coming out of uh, the Royal Rumble '98, setting up you know WrestleMania uh, 14. Um, the unholy wedding. Taker yes. Oh my Steph. God, Austin on Taker's cross. No, Stephanie on Taker's cross. Well. I, I know. I was thinking of a separate yeah, moment. Uh, that, Sorry. Uh, the Austin moment was like right before the formation of like of the ministry, or like right as it was starting. And then later ah. on, like they were doing like the own holy wedding with 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 with, with Taker and Steph, and then Austin came out to make the save. Um. For Vince, even though Vince was behind it the whole time, that that's not one of my favorite moments. <laughs> really, the reveal that oh, Vince was man, behind the ministry. No. You hated that, huh? I don't hate it, but it's just like... uh, But then it became the corporate ministry, and it was kind of genius, because it was like he played everybody, and he had two factions going at the same time, and then just brought them together. and then it it went nowhere. That's true. They did drop the ball with the Um, evolution of it. Now, this has been debated. Some people say it's true. Some people say it's not. The rumored higher power at one point was considered to be Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, that would have been cool. Oh, it would have been amazing. If, uh, but I, I think what dispels it is that Jake wasn't really in the shape to do it at that time. Not just get in the ring, but also like emotionally, emotionally he was and physically he was not there. Um, it would have been amazing because because Jake's mic work is, is is awesome. And you go back to the history of the Undertaker character, the Jake character, Jake and Austin. You know, Jake yeah, the, wanted to get back at Austin. And then him using his possible control over the Undertaker or whatever it was, and would have been pretty cool. But uh, I digress. Uh, best moment. Of blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> mankind winning the title. Amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing moment. Jericho debuting. I'm look awesome. Who in the blue hell are you? And then it doesn't matter who you are. Like, it was just so great. And the buildup, man, they did such a good job with the teasing of it. You know, the countdown. No one knew really what was going on. It was at a point in wrestling where you could keep secrets really well. You know? Um, like The Radicals coming over. Awesome. Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. I feel like I'm missing one. Is there a fourth? Did you say you said? Oh, yeah, Dean Malenko. Forgot Malenko. Um Hey yo yo yo! It's K Dog. Was not with them because when he called up uh, to the tower, yo yo yo! It's K Dog. They didn't know who K Dog was. <laughs> they knew who Conan was. They didn't know who K Dog was. Yeah, uh, that's you know that's just the way it goes though, Brando. Um, I mean, 
is what it is. I mean, you got a lot of oh oh. How could I forget throwing the icy title in like like, like into the bridge, and all the times they use that damn bridge. Oh God! What about throwing the smoking, uh, smoking the uh, the smoking skull title? And then yeah. Angle took Austin there, and he's gonna throw Austin over the bridge. And then Austin's like begging him, "Please don't, Kurt! Don't, don't do it, please! Oh, oh God, I'm begging you, don't do it!" And then he pushes him into a kiddie pool. Ah! <laughs> 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 I love it. Milk truck. Oh, of course. Milkomania running wild. Um, the uh, the invasion. Oh, one of my the whole invasion moments taking place over the Raws. Austin and Rock singing at, at the end of one Raw, where they were singing and they did a duet, uh, voicing again in Margaritaville. I, yeah, I remember that. Love that. That was awesome. Uh, what about how about? Well, of course, can't not talk about the pipe bomb again. That's obviously one of my favorite moments. Big CM Punk fan, really CM Punk moments across the board, just from multiple title retains. I remember the one night on Raw where Punk acted drunk in the Jericho yeah, match. Well, it, they were doing and, a whole and, like and sobriety s- test thing. Yeah, the sobriety. It's right, the sobriety test by the side of the thing, and he played him the whole time. And he's like, you know, and then hit him with the the GTS, and then you know, like. It's just brilliant. It's just, man. Or think about um, what about this? The Jericho Michaels going into SummerSlam Raw when uh, Michaels gets thrown into the Jeratron Five Thousand on Highlight yeah. Reel. Also, a Highlight Reel moment: John Cena making his Raw debut as number one draft pick. Yeah, God, awesome well, moment. Jericho looks kind of like that Jericho a now, bit, a little bit with the hair. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, Jericho, did you see his shirt? I didn't get a look at it, no. Aha, guess what it was? It said Alpha Jericho Club, and it was a Bullet Club riff on his own shirt. But it was not fully visible. Like, they kind of quasi-covered it a little bit. and all that kind of stuff. That yeah, was a good moment. Um, I, I like the Jericho moment with Elias. Um, I I could see why Elias is getting over. He's He's actually getting very entertaining. He is really entertaining. It's cool because I'm only literally one person separated from Elias. I think I mentioned that on the show before, maybe, or no. I don't know. I don't, Have I mentioned I that before? Okay, so my buddy Steve, who lives in Philly, grew up with uh, with Elias, who I actually have the real dude who is Elias on my Facebook as a real Facebook friend. I was friends with him before he even debuted in NXT. Because my dude Steve was like, hey, man, my buddy's a wrestler. He's coming up, and he's going to do it, you know? Like, people should get into him and follow him and shit. And I did. Just like, whatever. And it's crazy because it's Elias. And it's just like, what? That's crazy. Get out of here, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that doesn't mean he's going to easily be coming on our show. Very busy fucking people. Let's just keep it real. I guess I can quickly transition from Jericho's alpha shirt into a little bit of indie news here, Brando. Uh, I just recently, like yesterday, uh, listened to a little interview that Kenny Omega did. Talking about 2019 and the question, will he go to WWE? And he answered in a way that really... It makes me better understand Kenny Omega as not only as a person, but also as a wrestler. He says, you know, would going there be fun? Sure. Would it be f- fulfilling? Sure. But the the his goals that he has set for himself in New Japan Pro Wrestling come before anything else. 
Once those goals are set, sure, he'll see. But he doesn't want to ever leave New Japan in a point where him walking away hurts their product. He doesn't want it to be, you know, almost the same kind of feeling when AJ and Nakamura and the guys left. And it was a big, that was a big hit to their company. That was a lot of their stars going out the door. So just to hear him say that, it's like maybe in 2019 we'll get that, maybe not. But right now, Kenny Omega signed, you know, signed that one-year deal with New Japan to ensure he's staying there at least through 2019. Uh, also, the Bullet Club is, you, you know, I'm sure you know this, they're doing the all-in show. They're funding their own pay-per-view event type yeah. thing. And uh, the big front-running city to possibly host is actually Chicago. Right. And I literally only put that on the rundown because I just want to say, if that's possible, we absolutely should go. It would be incredible. And tickets probably won't be crazy expensive. I think they'll be fairly priced. One would hope. One would hope. Um, I've heard a little bit about that. I've heard conjecture that while they're setting this up, that CM Punk would show up. Yes, absolutely. And that comes back to a conversation that the Young Bucks had with CM Punk where Punk had said, if he came back to wrestle, he wouldn't mind wrestling one of the Jackson brothers. So would that happen? Would it just be a spot? Who knows? You know, we don't know. But obviously, those guys are going to try to make a statement. And if they can really make a ridiculously large splash and not stick it to the WWE, but really show that they are building something that's a lot bigger than Vince is giving them credit for, it might change the landscape of wrestling a, a little bit again. Well, here's the thing. No wrestling promotion other than WWE has drawn over like 10,000 people in the States in a long time. And the thing is, is that with Punk coming in, could they do that? Potentially. If you get the right card together, you get the right amount of uh, amount of guys coming in, you could easily do it probably, especially in, in the Chicagoland area. The thing is, can you can you replicate that success elsewhere? Because that would be the issue. Because I think there's two. Th oh, who's ahead. drawing that house? Is it Punk or is it the ROH? And I guarantee dudes? you, it's mostly Punk at that point. R well, when? ROH okay. runs Chicago. That's and true, and they don't draw. That and they much. have great they shows. I mean, there. they have great shows, but they don't draw ten thousand. No, I think that I just recently read that they like their typical Chicago shows a four thousand draw, but I want you to think about it like this, Brando. If they're putting on their own show, they're in charge of booking. They're in charge of how it's going to look. They're going to be in charge of how it's presented, how it's marketed, how it's you know distributed to everyone. They're going to want to make this thing make a big legit splash. They'll do it right, and I think <clears throat> showing that maybe sometimes the guys who are in in the trenches have a better finger on the trigger or better finger on the pulse than the guys in the front office at quote-unquote WWE thinking they know what's best for business. Uh, I, I just don't know. I just think that it's possible if they book the right card, it wouldn't just be CM Punk that draws 10,000-plus to a Chicago show because people would be like, holy fuck, first of all, CM Punk's coming back, but second of all, look at this ridiculous card. Look at all these great matches we're going to see. Look at these other guys that we aren't talking about, Colt Cabana showing up and all these other people who might just come out of the woodwork for whatever reason or do whatever. And, and it becomes some sort of spectacle, then all eyes are on it, and again, it just evolves. It's almost like Wrestle Kingdom 12, but smaller. Mm -hmm. Pulling the name CM Punk brings the highlight on the talent 
and that's the and that's the real goal for them is to get their talents highlighted for everyone to see because they deserve it. They're great workers across. So the apparently, board. Punk's going to get another UFC fight, huh? Really, I did not hear this. This is actually breaking news. Well, to I me. read it like maybe last week where. He's been in talks with Dana, and it seems like Dana, as of right now, I don't know. It could be wrong. From from what I'm hearing, he's going to give him another shot. If Punk loses again, he'll go back to wrestling. And it won't be immediate. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get knocked out and then, like, in a month or two show up. I'm saying he's going to get knocked out, take some time to reflect, and be like, shit, I was amazing at wrestling. I was revered in wrestling. I was doing things that were, you know, cutting edge and that people weren't doing and people were afraid to do. And I'll even fucking quote him himself, but he can't change wrestling sitting on his ass in Chicago. And I still hold him to that statement. And, and you know, maybe right now he it's a part of him really changing wrestling because look at it. He's been gone for fucking five years. We're still talking about him. He's not been in the WWE for five years and still... Everyone wants to see him back. There's not a person who loves wrestling that would not freak out if Punk just came back out of nowhere. I think he would do better if he didn't go back to WWE. I also agree with that. Now that he had the WWE success going back to the indies to just really run the roost. Well, because he'll be able to work when he wants, what he wants. He'll be able to go to Japan. He'll be able to work Ring of Honor. He'll be able to help them out. Uh, He'll be able to go and do what he wants when he wants. And shit, maybe at that point, if he's done enough of those other things, he gets an appearance for WWE. It doesn't mean he's signing a contract to wrestle there, but an appearance like on Raw 25, if you will, uh, anything is possible. Yeah, potentially. And, 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 you know, I will say that about the WWE. How many long-withstanding feuds that have happened in the history of professional wrestling within the WWE uh, that we have watched play out between the head office or whoever are still tangling on to this day and it's really just the CM Punk shit there's no one else because everyone else bridged you know that bridge was burned for a while for Warrior he unburned it the bridge was burned for Brett for a while he unburned it you know sometimes you gotta eat a little shit to, to, to move forward you know and I think that's maybe a little thing that CM Punk's gonna learn did CM Punk do the wrong thing walking out I don't think so I think he did a very smart thing because they were trying to run him to death and he saw that but I will just go back and say it one more time. Punk goes to UFC and loses a second fight. He'll never fight again in that regard, and he'll definitely be back wrestling. Uh, I'll tell you who's probably not going to be back wrestling because their brass is probably going to be in a prison if all this shit is true that has been re- released and announced. Uh, but today, speaking of releases, Enzo Amore, gone from the WWE. The World 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 Wrestling Entertainment, he got uh, accused of rape on Twitter. Some really damning texts and tweets were shared by this young lady who uh, said she had been silent long enough. There's some complicit texts that kind of line up with the time frame with which she was talking that kind of, it brings everything to light here. And then it's weird, you know, I was saying this today to my buddy Rob. The WWE, ever since Enzo made his main roster debut, have been looking for a reason to get rid of him. He has made an ass out of himself time and time and time and time and time again. And he, I will argue, is one of the best performers as far as a, an entertainment uh, way to look at it. Not necessarily wrestling. I think he was just a, a, you know, a decent mid-grade wrestler. But uh, 
he had it all and fucked it up for himself. And he has no one to blame but him. He was stripped of the cruiserweight title. I feel like just when 205 Live couldn't take any more fucking damage, they just get dealt a fucking death blow. Like, you should stop 205 Live this instant. Because it's not working. Neville left. Kalisto had the title for a hot flash in the pan. You had uh, Akira Toriyama or whatever his name is. <laughs> you know, I I don't uh, Takawa. I don't. I fucked it up. I'm not gonna try there, folks. But uh, you know, you had all this shit go on with 205 Live, and now it's just like a barren wasteland of oops, we fucked it all up. <sighs> So what do you do now? They just built the Zoe train and all this shit, and there was just like all this hype and all this stuff. Of course, Enzo did not appear on Monday Night Raw last night. I want to mention that. He was not there, and I don't think I saw him, right? You didn't see no, him? No, he got suspended yesterday uh, after these things came, after the uh, allegations came out. Um, yeah, man. This is awful. Completely awful. It, like, he... We'll probably never be back. Ever. Correct. And never mentioned nope. of again. Going nope. forward. Castle get a Castle get a whole new overhaul. They'll never feature footage of Enzo. Mm-hmm. He'll get blacklisted real oh, quick. Yeah. Um I do have numbers from, from Monday Night Raw. Uh the Raw special did a four uh did it did four point five million viewers. Damn, it's not bad. Um, it's almost like Monday Night War numbers. Well, this is the highest rated episode of Monday Night Raw since March 30th, 2015, which is the night after Mania 31 that had 5.36 million viewers. Um, hour 1 had 4.8 million. Hour 2 had 4.6. Hour 3 had 4.1. I tell you what, that's that's way too many people to be watching that 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 to that show i'm surprised it didn't drop off more than that um well everybody was hoping some cool shit was gonna pop off did you see the meme that kind of came out today it's like a recycle meme Uh uh-uh let me see if i can find that real quick it's it's on facebook sure while you're looking for it i'll bring up a little uh another little thing i was thinking about with monday night raw it seemed like just to go back to the guys who are in the indies it seemed like there were a couple moments that were put on monday night raw's 25th to almost bury them or to try to like look see two sweets are fucking thing now you jackasses like we're now we're now we're choosing to use it you know now we've decided is when the time is to use the two sweet thing in our company and now fucking Sasha Banks is getting too sweeted and fucking everybody's getting the too sweet and it's crazy so uh, for me it's weird because DX was cool that was a great segment Taker cool, like all these things are cool, but some of the stuff they did that was cool was also off air, and it's just like, I don't know. I I, I think they've definitely dropped the overall dropped the ball of this. Obviously, building towards the Rumble, which is where we are now, building into the Rumble, Brando. While you're working on finding the recycle segment thingy, dude, uh, I want to say, you know, we have two Royal Rumble matches coming up this Sunday. A women's match, a guys match. We've got the uh, the big triple threat match. 
we've got uh, Bobby Roode, who is a champion with nobody to face, which is probably going to be a returning Dolph Ziggler with a new title, is my guess. I think that's what they're kind of pushing for, is that Dolph will debut, or re-debut, as it were, in Philly. I mean, God, how over will he be in Philly? Think about that. Uh, look at some of the other matches on the card here. You've got AJ Styles in a handicap match versus Ke- versus Cammy, which is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins versus The Bar and The Usos versus uh, American Beta. You know, man, I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think about this card, Brando? What do you got? I found the picture. Sure, can you send I'm it? I'm trying to. But oh, every time do. I like get it, it like takes me somewhere else. <laughs> there you go. I saved it. I saved it. You saved it. Yeah, guys. It. If if I was a bit away from the mic, there, I'm using a new mic, and so I was a bit way back here a little bit when I was talking. So I'm sorry about that. Still getting used to it. Still trying to figure out how it works. All right, here you go. Uh, coming your way. It is sent. Get my hopes up. I get disappointed. I start to believe again. WWE. <laughs> yeah. Then, now, and forever, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's what then, now, and forever actually means. I get my hopes up. I get disappointed. I start to believe again. Uh, yeah, they are just... They just keep fucking up royally. They could just give us fans some shit that we actually want and that we like and do some cool things and be actually creative. And I feel like they over-fucking think themselves into a hole. Literally, I feel like they all sit around and they're like, what should we do? And then like the best idea comes out and it's like literally like the best idea. Okay, for example, John Cena interrupts Taker in the Manhattan Center. That's a raw moment for you, right? Manhattan Center chance, John Cena sucks, Taker's in the ring, Taker hits him with a tombstone, lights go out, Taker disappears. Fucking sick. People would have went fucking nuts, Brando. They didn't do that though, right? Better yet. Better yet. Like, yeah? They're... They're like they're face to face, right? Take your looking at him, seeing a big old smile, you know. And then take her. Notice, well, see, they don't have the like, the, the, like they don't have the WrestleMania sign up yet, so you can't look at the sign. No. But then, but Sunday they will. But then you know, take her. Does the whole crossing of the throat, Cena. F you. Boom. Lays him out. Oh, and wow. Goes, and then walks away. You can't see me. Oh, man, that would be walks awesome. Walks away. And then as he's leaving and walking out, because this is Manhattan Center. It's not that big. Taker sets up and just locks eyes with him. Do you know what the crowd would have chanted? As soon as Taker sits up, the crowd would have been like, holy shit. Because they would have been like, whoa. That's that's a moment that you can't forget, but I feel like they literally go, okay, so that could have been the moment, right? That could have been your your raw moment. And they look at it and they go, God, there's somebody somewhere that has already came up with this idea. So let's come up with the dumbest fucking thing that no one on earth would have ever thought and go this completely bizarre-ass route. And it's typically what they do. Uh, Quickly, I'm going to... What's up? I just laughed at what you said. Oh, sorry. It sounded like you, like... Yawn coughed, and I was like, "Are you all right?" Like a yawn cough, a yark, a yoff. Yeah. 
who do you got for the Rumble match? And also within that question, who would you like to see as surprise returns to the Rumble? Big show. Okay, cool. One last yeah, hoorah yeah. in the Rumble. Been, you know, seen for a while. Um, Henry? Mm-hmm. Henry's retired, I think. Well, so is Big Show, no, technically. Big show retired. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought he, after the Strowman thing, that it was kind of like him getting written eh, off for he good. He got written off, but they didn't retire him. Um, I heard rumblings of that. That Mark Henry Mark Henry was retired. Hmm. So they had a lot of people show up on Raw. MVP would be amazing. Oh man, would it be awesome to see hear his music tick tock? I hear the clock ticking tick tock. You're about to. Oh man, I would fucking mark out. That would be so awesome. Oh God, I love MVP. Uh, and Shelton Benjamin's back. It's like the fucking. We're almost back to the most beautiful part of the aughts. Um, Jeff Hardy. Is he clear? He's, okay, he's, interesting. He's and even if he's not, as long as you protect him, I guess you could uh, you could still I feature he's him. Close. He's close. Okay. Um, he had a he had a moment with Matt. Did you know that Nero. at the Barclays Center? Yeah, brother Nero. And then they introduced him as brother Nero, and, which was cool. And they sang yeah. and shit. Um, hmm. Ray Mysterio. Kurt Angle. Oh fuck, Ray Ray. That would be um, that would be a huge pop. I would not be I mean, now that you said it, I'm gonna be hoping for it. And if it doesn't happen, I'll probably the last be a little time Ray was at the Royal Rumble in Philly, they booed him out of the building. Wait, wait, oh. no wait. Sorry, that was a year before. It, they I don't know if they were in Philly. That was a year before. My bad. That was a year oh, that no was worries. the year that uh, that Batista was in and they wanted Daniel in. Now, if Daniel Bryan's cleared, that'd be a dun dun dun. Holy crap! Holy moment. shit! And actually, he is. Um, I just read recently. He's like five to one odds to actually win the Rumble as yeah, of right now. It's crazy, which is weird because it's like he's not even been cleared. But man, what a crazy thing would that be! Like instantly, he's in the title picture. Kevin Owens wins. He Kevin Owens wins and beats AJ for the title at the Rumble. DB wins the Rumble, challenges Kevin Owens. Shit. Now, uh, someone was pulled from an event the day of the Rumble. Ooh. EC3. Oh, yeah. I actually heard this, too. Ethan Carter III would be cool. I'm not 100% certain he's going to get the same kind of... Uh, he's not going to get the same reception oh, as AJ when he came back. no. There's a difference. I, 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 there's a huge difference, but I'm just curious how many people are gonna know him. These are this is the casual. This is Philly. The people True. are gonna react. They're to hardcore him. wrestling and number fans. Two, he owns yep. the name EC3. I oh, did not sweet. know that, uh, but uh, apparently. Well, and then you knew that the uh, the new anthem deals work now, where they encourage to give the rights to the characters to the person portraying the character in future. That way they never have to waste any more money in court for no fucking reason like idiots. <laughs> hey, let's go to battle with the richest dude in America. Well, one of. Matt Hardy? No, no, no. I was more talking about the WWE oh, as a whole. Oh, 
WWE <laughs> was not going to let Matt Hardy not pursue that to get that character back because it's done so much for him to revitalize his career this late in the well, game. See, here's the thing you were saying, the richest guy in America, and I'm just like, Matt Hardy chose the wrong gimmick then. He should be Million Dollar Man 2.0. Uh, that's cool. Version two, million dollar man v two. <laughs> that's a good Matt Hardy reference. Hell yeah! Oh my god, how did we forget to talk about like um, live sex on Raw? Oh, that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, with Edge. That was a moment. A lot of cool Edge moments, man. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's cash in. That's another moment. Anyways, we're back to the uh, to the Rumble. Anybody else? I, like I said, I I, st- I also want to say Kurt Angle would be cool yeah, to yeah. hear his music oh, yeah. and. Uh, H. It, yeah, it, I'm kind of over on, H doing on, stuff, man. If they're still building towards Kurt. Oh, to eliminate because Kurt? They never, they never went back to that. It's It's been... It's true. I it, It's just kind of been left out in the open, so we don't know exactly what's going to come from that. Man. Um, hmm... Because I just don't want to, st- I don't want to start pulling people who are just at raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that gets too obvious. Like, of course they're gonna bring John Laurinaitis to the Rumble. I don't know that that's a terrible guess, but uh, really though, other people to look at. I feel like there's a couple NXT call ups that could be happening. I feel if uh, somebody loses the NXT title or wins the NXT title or however, whatever fucking match is happening, somebody on NXT is making their way up to the main roster. X-Pac. Oh, that would be cool, actually. I mean, because he still wrestles. He's still in great shape. And yeah, the yeah. music hits. People are like, wait, what? And Xbox come out. And he'll get a pop. I mean, he'll get a pop. He'll yep. do some of the big moves, you know, the Bronco Buster and all that stuff, the crotch chops. And then... Four corner Bronco Buster. <laughs> oh man! You know. Oh, dude! Can you imagine him going in for a Bronco Buster, and then like getting caught midway with a sister Abigail? Boom! Oh shit! That would be an awesome spot. See, this is why we should write <laughs> wrestling. We have much better ideas than the bullshit they're coming up with. No offense, WWE. I love your product, sort of, but I still hate you also as well. Get out of my life. All right, so who do you think is going to be special entrance or surprise entrance for the women's battle or Royal Rumble? Uh, Trish. That was... And or Lita. Um, that's what I would lead with, would, like, like would be Trish. Number one entrant, Trish Stratus. I wouldn't go number one because I would want to. I want to give some highlight on the women who are already there, but I, I mean, because you have thirty spots, but definitely have have Trish have a spot because she can come back in, take take a part of it, uh, have have some cool moments, and then put over somebody. You know. Do you think this match is going to have half the time as the dudes match? No, because uh, or because the the timeline for how long the entrance can, will have to be the same, yeah. right? Okay. Hmm. Um, and it's a four-hour pay-per-view, so. Apparently my cat's meowing at us, so hopefully you guys couldn't hear that. Cammy, stop meowing at us. Recording a oh, podcast. Crap. Cammy? Yeah. Oh, no, no, not Cammy Zane. <laughs> oh, goodness. She's just, like, looking at me and looking like she might throw up. I don't know what's happening here, so. Anyways, let's talk about these few matches because this card's much smaller now with two Rumble matches on it. Um, I want to get your picks for the men's, the women's, 
and then obviously the other four matches that are on the card. So who do you got winning the Royal Rumble, Brando? Uh, man. I don't want it to be Roman because I think that it's going to be too obvious not to. You don't have to do that. So set up, set up SmackDowns, and I would set up Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, still, that's my pick. AJ uh, against AJ would be awesome, uh, but if they want to do a regular heel thing, I I don't know. Um, but I, I would say set up Shinsuke, and then you could shuffle it around a little bit even after that. Um, for the women's. Oh man, I I I, I kind of want to throw a curveball here, because sure by having Asuka not win it, she's not getting pinned. Truth, Nia Jax. She is a force to be reckoned and with. It would be an awesome way to solidify her even she's further. Says Buddy. And now she's not. You no, know, and it's like you're gonna go challenge Charlotte, right? No. Maybe not even that. Oh man, you know what? You can almost resurrect the Batista decision. <laughs> but in Naya, yeah, exactly, exactly. And oh man, that would be kind of cool. You know that it's like don't fully recreate the moment, but do something yeah. similar to that. Uh, what do you have for who's winning that triple threat match, Brando? Brock Lesnar. E e Penning Kane. Braun will get taken out of the equation by something else that is going to put him on track for whoever he'll face at Mania, my guess. And uh, Lesnar pins Kane. Kane can then be done. Lesnar goes to Mania as champ. It sets up everything as they're going to probably do it. Uh, what do you think? Is AJ Styles walking out of this handicap match with the title this is a weird match that just doesn't i shocked a handicap match we haven't seen one in a while like this i want to see kevin and sammy become co-champions where they have the belt and one one name one uh emblem plate is kevin one emblem plate is sammy and they keep fight oh my god fighting over who gets to hold the belt and uh just like i this I don't want to see AJ lose it. I love AJ's champ. I think he—it's awesome. He's a two-time champ. Um, he's had—he's you know—he's had a great career. He's definitely proved himself. But I think that just sets up so much great television. And then you could go into Mania with a co-WWE champ versus Shinsuke. Odds against Shinsuke to lose it. And then it's like you know. Then it's like. What what are we gonna do here? Well, then what do you do with AJ? You know, maybe you maybe you insert AJ into the match and it becomes a fatal four way. There has to be a new champion. Oh shit! Make it Kevin yeah. Owens versus Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles versus Shinsuke in like an elimination style, like WrestleMania two thousand or something. That'd be kind of neat. Hmm. I actually love that. That's a great idea. Or you could set up almost a new styled like uh. Uh, stipulation where the handicap of Kevin Owens and Sammy, one of them gets pinned doesn't mean they're eliminated. So like, KO can can like essentially throw Sammy under the bus. I just think it cost him. I think it'd be kind of cool to go most of the match without a without an elimination, mm -hmm. and then it it's gonna end up being like uh, Owens taking a taking a move. 
like the phenomenal mm-hmm. forearm, and he pulls Sammy in the way. Sammy, Sammy yes. gets hit with it, and Sammy gets eliminated. And then, um, now it's a triple, it's a triple threat. threat. Shit's getting and hot. And Sammy kind of screws Kevin over uh, by costing him the title. Then it's Sammy, or then it's uh, Shinsuke and AJ one on one for like the last five, you know, six minutes. Hell yeah. It would that would be awesome, man. And then who do you, of course, what I mean, who are you putting Shish, over? Uh, I'm putting over Shinsuke, but 100. percent That's that's. I think that would be beautiful, man. I, I love that giving him a mania moment like that. I feel like they have. He's like lightning in a bottle, and they for some reason have still just kind of fumbled him. They keep handing him a microphone, and no offense, but like I'm sorry, give Shinsuke a mouthpiece. I think that's the only thing he's missing. Let's rumble. Yeah, that's Rambo. You know. Uh what do you got on these two tag team matches? And I also notice one thing I want to mention, I feel like the triple threat match is a little bit different because it is a triple threat match. That means there is no disqualification, no count out, and of course that just means pinfalls and submissions in the middle of the ring, which means it's essentially like almost an extreme rules match. Yeah. Uh without the without the weapons actually being ringside. Uh, then you have a two out of three falls tag match for the SmackDown tag titles. The Usos are dropping these belts, buddy. Do you agree with yeah, me on this? I think that's the belt that's going to switch. I think that that belt is switching not because it's time that that belt switches. I think it's switching because of the arrest to uh, one of the Usos who got arrested with the DUI. Yeah. And then, honestly, I mean, you maybe have... you could take the belts off of the others uh, out of uh, Jason Jordan. Gable and Benjamin. Oh, 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 both tag titles switching. I was thinking maybe, maybe you could do that because then, um, um, man, that crowd is just tearing Jason Jordan up. Oh yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna be forgiving to him at all. I keep forgetting that we're in Philly for this, and they are, and they're not only just a raucous city. You got to think their team's going to the fucking Super Bowl next weekend. Mm-hmm. So they get this this weekend, and then the Super Bowl next weekend. Shit's popping off in Philly. Oh yeah, people are jacked for everything. So uh, yeah, I think that the bar winning would be cool too, because you know you've had kind of the Usos and the bar both coexisting as like these upper echelon, really legitimately setting the bar tag team champs on both shows. So the Usos going down, letting the bar regain the gold kind of puts them as they're right now they're a little bit better than the Usos. Now if you want, fuck it. Have the Usos come back for a match at Mania versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Tear the damn house I down. would also during the pre-show crown a new uh, Cruiserweight champion. Oh, of this show. And as of right now there is nothing booked. What how will they do that? Uh you could do a multi-man match, you could do Battle Royal, hey, a Royal Rumble, a hey, maybe do a Battle maybe Royal. do a cruiserweight Royal Rumble to figure out. Maybe do like a ten person or like a mini Rumble to figure out who's going to be the new cruiserweight champion. It's either going to be Cedric Alexander or Brian Kendrick, um, unless Kendrick's out on injury. Um, unless they bring in somebody, uh, um, unless Rockstar Spud debuts. Ooh, ah, oh, see, look at you thinking smart. Rockstar Spud debuts. He gets the title. He's a new hot name with the title. And then they fuck it up again, and something else happens to 205. Next time on Journey into Wrestling. Rockstar Spud killed a guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You just went there. He almost killed a guy. He went New Jack on a guy. 
He did New Jack Mass Transit incident. Oh, Jesus. Cut that dude open. Uh, Brando, real quickly, I want to mention the WWE signed a couple cool big names last time since last time we spoke. Do you, uh, we got Ricochet has been signed, Candice LeRae has been signed, and War Machine has been signed. By the way, Candice LeRae, do you know who she's real life married to? I should know this. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll, they, you know, they just made their way to the, the performance center. They'll Maybe some of them will be sitting ringside at the Rumble. Maybe Ricochet will sit ringside at the Rumble like they do, you know, teasing the next big star on their way to NXT. Um, a lot of big things coming from that, Brando. Uh, I think we've only got one thing left to do today, and that's the random highlight. Am I correct? <laughs> the random highlight is, in fact, here, my friends. If you didn't know... At the end of the show, we always try to do something, a segment called a random highlight where we have a list of 10 names, and we're going to highlight this person, and we're going to talk about our favorite memories and matches, give you a little bit of a history breakdown of this person, and that every single week we we, we, we throw it in our random name picker here on the miniwebtool.com slash random name picker, and it picks out a name for us, and then we replace the name at the end of the show. If we remember... <laughs> We didn't one time, but we did the past yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, we cool. mentioned, hey, this is who we, who we replaced him with. So the names are, as just, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, Woo! Kevin Nash, Chris Jericho, Trish Stratus, The Ultimate Warrior, Edge, John Cena, Magnum TA, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, 9 out of 10, I agree. <laughs> And not to say that Magnum's not good. I just don't know enough about him to talk about why he's so well, good. I mean, you, well, so I mean, you, uh, like you watched the matches, right? I did watch that awesome Starcade match. So we'll see what happens here in the random highlight. Maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. I had to really sell into that. What? You know? I almost even went to the. What? 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 Cheeseburger? What? Want to eat a little cheeseburger? Go down and get some fries at your local delicious, tasty White Castle Burgers. Get a little sliders. Gonna eat them. They're tasty. They're good. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, I love Stone Cold so much. It's really cool that he was the uh, it's like beautiful unintentional harmony that he's our random highlight. He's the first like real um, superstar to appear on the 25th anniversary of Raw. He really is what solidifies and changes the shape of wrestling. I think that there's so many things to be said about him as a wrestler. He is a next level performer who you know. Uh, I've I've learned now growing up and experiencing life as we have that it's very true that at some point in your life there's going to be a moment where some shit in your life is bad and goes wrong. And when that moment goes wrong, you almost have to reflect and be like, okay, this is when I'm at the low, but I'm aware. As long as I'm aware, I can find tune and get out of this and make this negative moment a positive. And Stone Cold really is the solidification of that idea because he's 
an underrated wrestler in WCW. He gets fired. He's underappreciated. He comes to the WWE. He's stunning Steve Austin. He's got the million-dollar belt. He's with DiBiase. They team him up. It's like this whole thing. It's not quite working. We need something different for you, you know, Steve. What are we going to do? He can't come up with his gimmick. His wife says, drink your tea before it gets stone cold, stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. Stone, and then he just heard it, and it was there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. End of story. You know, it's well, sold. Like one of my favorite things is that, you know, uh, the suggested name list was like Chili McFreeze, Otto von Ruthless. <laughs> Otto von Ruthless uh, is my favorite. Uh, what, is it something frosty? So it is like it. It, it is like uh, Austin told this story once on his podcast. He just like. I just didn't. I just don't think. He goes. Imagine my entire career, if I'd have gone with one of those names. I just don't think the ring of. And that's the bottom line, because Otto von Ruthless said so. <laughs> just doesn't have the right <laughs> ring to it. Frosty McChill said so. Oh, the Ice Dagger. Oh man. Oh, ice the dagger. Ice Dagger. Eh. What? Nah. The ice Dagger. What? A dagger ice. What? <laughs> Iced in three sixty. <360. laughs> Says I just whipped your ice. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that one got me. Okay. Does it feel a little Damn, cold in to... here to you? What? It's getting a little chilly, McFreeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so I gotta ask: favorite uh, Stone Cold feud that's not The Rock? Go. Uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, easy. Absolutely incredible. I also really love Austin feuding uh, with Angle. That's Again, very, that was yeah, very underrated. Feud. There's some beautiful, beautiful shit that happened in that era. The uh, you know the invasion era, the transition between your Raw is War and the War Zone and all that shit over to your um, your more modern, ot looking wrestling. Well, like, I really like how uh, they built up before they even got to. Uh, Austin and Angle in a match. They were competing for the attention of Vince McMahon. And that led to a lot of... And they were both hurt. They couldn't really work. So they were just doing segments. And it was like right before uh, the invasion really really kicked in. And then after that, then it just went all full board where Angle kind of became a face out of that situation. to face uh, Because it was already set up. There's already like a, like a wedge between him and Steve where they were like trying to hug Vince... And then, then, then of course the whole the whole cowboy hat thing, where um, I uh, and also a really cool I I, I heard this on the uh, on uh, like on the Pritchard show on something to wrestle with, that whole hat thing was just something Steve came up with. He saw he Damn. saw these, he saw the cowboy hat in like a in like an airport somewhere and it made him laugh. Like the little like little like the little cowboy hat they gave Kurt and he just think of, he he was cracking up thinking about Kurt wearing that thing. And so then he went and got real cowboy hats and he's like, All right, I wanna try something, guys. I won't go coming in here with I'm gonna try some of these hats. And like, what are we gonna try? He goes, Just go with it. Let's just try it out here. He goes, I got these cowboy hats and then Kurt, we're gonna wear these and you wear this one. What? Just go with it, just go with it. So like a lot of the stuff uh a lot, of the, a lot of those segments were kind of ad-libbed, and they were just, like, do a couple takes of them. And Well, they're damn good. From what, for, you know, from, from what Pritchard said, that the one that aired was the first take. That's awesome. God, it's a joke. Cause it, you look like a damn jackass. 
Got to think Austin Taker, too, man. I mean, Austin Undertaker had some legendary moments. You're looking at the JICN right now. You're getting the message you didn't want to see right now during our podcast. That's what's happening in real time, folks. I just... (laughs) I'm responding to a message. I know. I, I literally just said that it looked like you were going on to the JICN message group to check the message that you didn't want to see. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's the... All right, so this totally just derailed our show. Um Oh, shit. Stone Cold, greatest wrestler of all time. I mean, one of the best. Just in-ring performers. Did a lot of cool stuff. Stunned people. We highlight a lot of his shit all the time because he's just a, a solid fixture. That's the bottom line. Because Nate said so. What derailed our show, Brando? <laughs> I, I wasn't listening to you. I was typing. All right. So, um <laughs> Yeah, dude, Austin, uh, uh, like one of my favorite feuds, favorite matches is, is Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Of course, I uh, he's just so freaking entertaining. You have the the you have the Rock trilogy, the whole like WrestleMania 15, 17, and 19. Uh, all those matches are great. I, I probably think 17 is my favorite of them. Um, easy. Of course, the heel turn is debated. I like it. I actually really think it's awesome. It, it's funny. It's cool. But I can see why dude, they just didn't want to boo him. They wanted to cheer Austin, which is evident when he first came back into being a babyface. Um, you know, they they went right back to him, and uh, it, it's unfortunate that we didn't get even more Austin in ring because imagine Austin and Cena. Right as Austin's leaving, Cena's coming up. You could have this cool passing of the torch type thing. Um, at that time, and of course, it didn't happen. So, well, no, it didn't happen, and it sucks. Austin left, and then everything just went how it went. He's there for moments. There's been big match opportunities for Austin that have been missed because I think that there's another moment that would have been beautiful. CM Punk just saying, just to say it again, they are the two most um, rebellious wrestlers in wrestling history. I think. I think that's a fair way to say that. They're the two most rebellious. And actually, they also have very similar paths. So, uh, yeah, Brando. I think that's going to wrap it for this week of Journey into Wrestling. Unless you want to add some more. I think that's going to do it for us here as well. And, of course, you guys can check us out every other Wednesday right here on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. You can check us out on all of the uh, awesome podcast services itunes podbean stitcher radio what what <laughs> spotify what? what google play music we're also what? backed up on what? youtube if you search the youtube channel journey the comics all the shows get backed up onto there as well uh so no matter where you want to digest us you can and also guys i'm going to try next week to also come back through with another rebooking thing and guys i think what i'm going to do is rebook the brett and owen the rumble Oh shit! Um, I already have, kind of have an idea what I want to do. It's basically going to be the same until SummerSlam. SummerSlam changes the feud, and we continue on into into another kind of realm. So um, hopefully, I hopefully it's good. 
I came up with it one day at work. I think that I would love, I would watch that. Oh my god, ah, you know. But uh, if that's the case, guys, I think we are out of time. I can't believe it. We are completely out of time right here on Journey into Wrestling. I've been Brando. I've been Nate. And we'll see you next week right here on Journey into Wrestling. Ah.